0: All right. We're recording. Right. Finally. Okay. Finally. It's good to hear a voice. I,
1: yes. The same.
0: So you really don't drink coffee?
1: I don't drink coffee. Uh, oh, no, I do. Actually, I I do, but it's like um 20% coffee and 80% uh, milk or oatly, the uh, whatever
0: that's not interesting. Oatly. Yes. Seems like Sweden is a tough place to get by if you don't drink coffee. They're always, Those Swedes are always having their fikas.
1: I know, I know, but I'm a tea drinker, so I always can get a tea or hot chocolate.
0: I like your style.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so for people who have no idea who you are, we're going to get into that. But I think in the back of my head here for this one, I, I was like thinking Swedes first, like all those Swedes out there who know who you are and are dying to listen to you speak in English. So we're gonna like keep it broad for those who have no idea who you are, but also keep those who know you in mind. So for those who have no idea who you are, why don't you give us a bit about your background?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, That's a hard one, but uh, I am a photographer. I usually start with uh, doing uh, commercial photography and then ending up doing weddings. But i didn't plan to um i live in sweden with my husband our one and a half year old daughter and my cat who is here just beside me right now
0: and you're a crazy cat lady
1: i am but somehow it's harder when you also have a kid <laughs>
0: So with your, your commercial photography background. I mean, that that's sort of how I like associate you with photography as someone who came from that side of things and then ended up in weddings afterwards. So when you were doing the commercial photography thing, like what were you doing? Like were you in school? Were you being mentored? Like how did you get your, get your first crack in the commercial world?
1: Yeah, so I have studied commercial photography for 2 years. And then I did my internship um, at a fashion photographer, and then I got a full time job as a retoucher. So I retouch food for three years.
0: (laughs) Why didn't you like like stay doing retouching? Like it sounds like that could have been a nice nice little career. There is lots of people who need retouching out there.
1: Yeah, I I planned to, but I don't know. It was. In the middle of some social-like changes in the world, I got really... I'm going to talk a lot about this in the in the speak, uh, but well, why I actually quit. So I think I'm going to save this story, actually. It's going to be like a cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> All right. I like the mystery. So social something.
1: Yeah, but I lied there, but you're going to hear it in the speak later <laughs> why I lie
0: <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. I yeah. like the mystery. Yeah. So basically though you were doing a lot of retouching and you were doing commercial photography and mm-hmm. you kind of had like an internship with a fashion photographer. That was like your first like like that's how you got your your start with being a creative entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, I started long way back like when I was my father Also, kind of was a photographer, Um, so I've always had like photography in my life. But that's what, when it started, started if you say so.
0: I always, I kind of find it interesting when people like. I don't know. How do, how do you say this? When they like make their way into the wedding world, it's sort of like the wedding photography gig kind of finds them and then they, they're they like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do it. And yeah. then, you know, of course you love it after a while. And it's it's a great career. We can all agree on that. However, commercial photography seems like something like if you study it and you're starting to work with clients and you're kind of getting your your feet planted in the commercial world. That seems like s- such a more natural path for the long run, in my mind. Do you agree? Like, or, or if you disagree, like, why wouldn't you have stuck with the commercial world?
1: Uh, I don't want to say that I have left it, because I will go back to it more and more, I think. I just think that planning family and studying worked so well with weddings back then so that's why I didn't want to go because I know doing commercial it's more about being out late finding uh, relationships in the industry like partying <laughs> that's how you make it in the network commercial. yeah exactly and I had no time for that and no interest in that at all
0: So like to make it in the commercial world, you need to be like slapping hands and kissing babies and making lots of friends and be networking like crazy. And you were just like, no, that's not me.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm not a party girl. (laughs) I just want to go home drinking tea, play my games and cuddle with my cat.
0: (laughs) Really? Are you really like, you're really like that? You're like that chill kind of a personality, like super laid back, chill, chill.
1: I would say so. Um, I need to be alone a lot. Um, I need my rest. I, I like to be at a party, but I'm always the one you can find. I always want to be with one person and just sitting and talking and then I can go dancing for just some minutes and then I go back and just talking and talking and talking. So just a partying thing. No, that's not me.
0: Interesting because I, like my first, well, one of my first impressions of you, um, was at a Swedish event we did in Stockholm, um, December of last year where you were one of the presenters. And I remember you wanted to have a song to come out to <laughs> yeah. before your presentation. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a cool idea. And you kind of like, it was just a very small thing where you came out to this song and we're kind of dancing around. I was like, oh, well, that's one confident person
1: yeah but it doesn't mean you like to party
0: (laughs) no no but it means there's a little bit of an extrovert personality in there somewhere
1: yeah absolutely i i did actually i did a test where you can test if you're introvert or extrovert and it was like a sociology paper somehow and you can get a score from zero to hundred and if you're zero you're hundred uh, percent introvert or if you get hundred you're hundred percent extrovert and you can guess what I got? I got fifty.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, it says something about me.
0: So where are you like where are you at right now with the wedding world? And I, I asked that because it seems like you you're one of the busier Swedish wedding photographers out there. Um and it seems like you've kind of like I remember we spoke earlier in the summer. And I liked it because I kind of like didn't agree with you a little bit, yeah. which was a good thing because yeah. what we were speaking about was how you feel like you have kind of got yourself into a place where it's predictable what will happen with your wedding photography bookings. Mm-hmm. So like you can like have a lot of structure to, you, to your life because you know uh, that the bookings will come and things will be planable, and you can kind of like foresee what you're what your you know your year ahead will look like. And I, I kind of didn't agree with that in a little way because I think that for many wedding photographers, it's it's pretty tough to have that stability and predictability. Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of get yourself into a position where you have that predictability with with your wedding photography business?
1: Okay. So I would say maybe there's a bit of a lie for me. It's it's not like I always feel like I can decide what I want and when I want it and how I want it and it's only because I know if it doesn't work out it's okay for me to work like at the supermarket for a couple of months but I decide how I want to work so what I said to you is okay now that I have family I really want to work more in Stockholm so that's what I'm gonna do and I decide that so that's what's gonna happen just do and if it doesn't work okay i have to work it's a supermarket for a couple of months but that's okay
0: that's like a that's a bold thing to say I, I think and it's like commendable of you to be that honest because i think for a lot of self-employed people like uh it would be really tough to like swallow your swallow your pride a little bit if you had to do something like that but you seem pretty open with it like if i have to do it i have to do it.
1: yeah okay like, so so right now i'm, I'm shifting market for my business and i have no idea if it's gonna work but i want to get there so um just try (laughs) i just raise my prices a lot and i have no idea if it's gonna work but um i can see it working so i just i'm just gonna try and and uh, that's the good thing with weddings you can The couples are planning so early, so you know for a long time ahead if it's gonna work or not. It's not like in commercial when you get, okay, so next week we want you to do this wedding, this um, commercial photography. It's more like you have, okay, next year we want you to be here to do this wedding. So I know at least a half a year before if it's not going to work out and then i have time to just shift and do something else for that time and reload and <laughs> see what I'm, I'm i don't know I'm, I'm not nervous about the future at all
0: well i like it you're in a confident place i am and um, i
1: also have a, a really good safety net and uh, i don't have a problem working with something else if i have to
0: right on um what you just said there you mentioned um only wanting to book book local weddings more or less, and uh, right before we spoke here, I listened to a podcast with uh, Whitney Chamberlain, who's also presenting in Stockholm. He did a podcast with Aaron, and and he basically said for for people thinking about destination weddings, like what they should be thinking is your destination should be whichever venue is closest to your house. And, and I really liked hearing him say that because basically what he's saying is like if you focus on your on your local community and build from there then it's a lot more viable over the long run so when you said that just now kind of like struck a chord is that sort of where you're thinking is that like you want to just like be local and focus on a local community slash market
1: so i want to have my you know secure income from the local but at but for the create creative stuff i really love to travel to see different lights and different i know uh, landscapes, so I wouldn't like to do only Stockholm, but Stockholm and then some other places. <laughs> but I don't like to travel at all. I, de- I hate to travel. I just want to go there, take the photos, and go home.
0: Interesting. I love it. <laughs> you're like I like it so much that you're saying this because everyone, or you know, like the the reputation of wedding photographers these days is like these wanderlust travelers who just will work for free and just to get more stocks in their passport no no
1: i'm the opposite you have to pay me a lot more (laughs) if i'm gonna travel (laughs) but uh i just go there for the photos because i want to take the photos because it's something i really love doing but being there i want to go home
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. And and with your prices, what you just mentioned there. I remember with um Jacob and I when we started Nordica way back in the day in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like 2010. I remember we met with somebody who was really experienced in Vancouver and she's still going at it now. I think she lives in Hawaii. But uh this this photographer told us, she's like, you need to just double your prices right now. Um and we're like, okay, we, we left the meeting and we doubled our prices and i remember the there was no difference like we were just getting booked by people with more money yeah that was it there was zero stress so like how dramatic a jump are you doing with your prices and how's that going for you
1: um not that dramatic but i think i'm i'm shifting you know it's a it's another kind of client and i think that clients is harder to reach and there's not so many of them, so that's what I'm like, okay, this might not work with the strategy that I had have had before with Instagram and so on. but um, some, I don't know, I raised maybe 30% or something. so it's kind of a lot of money when you're up there already, but it's not like huge amount of money.
0: I see all right so like when you think like you're pretty involved it seems to me like with the Swedish wedding photography community um you know what's going on you're in the mix so like what do you think is like some of the trends that you're not such a fan of right now within the wedding photography world of Sweden
1: that's interesting because I'm I'm gonna talk about some trends uh at the speak way up north but I don't I don't look at trends kind of at all in Sweden um, I think you should look out there like in the world <laughs> if you're gonna see the trends I don't think in Sweden it's not so much trends I'm just gonna think
0: all right, well what about from like a business standpoint? What are you seeing other wedding photographers in Sweden do that that maybe you love or maybe you don't love, like in a in a general sense?
1: I know what you where you want to come, but actually I don't the, the Swedish photographers, I I connect with them on a like a colleague basis, like for me it's more friends. And I don't look so much at their business or uh, trends or strategy. I look elsewhere for that, if you know. I don't get my inspiration.
0: So where do you look? Um,
1: oh, where do I look? I look um, Australia a lot and uh, um, Europe and America, I would say. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay (laughs) if you want like
0: countries (laughs) no that's fine all right so what do you do like what like what how far ahead do you plan with your business thinking like are you a strategic planner do you have five-year goals like how do you kind of like go about your business if you don't want to talk about other people's businesses
1: uh i have all i've always have like strategic plans for my business i change it all the time I always have maybe five years ahead what I want to do, and one years ahead. No, not one year. Maybe two years ahead. Um, give me a good questions. I don't know what to answer on that. <laughs>
0: it's all right. I'm just I'm uh, I'm just trying to like poke you a little yeah. bit and see where it goes. But it seems like you're you're reserved, and I like no, that. No, it's so it's, it looks not like, like sounds I'm to not be-
1: reserved. It's just. Uh, because I really like to share, it's just I can't come up with what to share. <laughs> you know what I'm. So.
0: All right, let's talk about your cat. My cat. Tell us about your
1: cat. Oh, so I have a cat. His name is Franz, and he is a Norwegian forest cat. So a really, really big cat. Um, he's more like a dog in that way of he's really social. But uh, yeah, I I always have uh, my conscience for him what do you say when you have kids you don't have time for the cats anymore <laughs> always feel bad about that and he always wants i he, understand i want that ah,
0: whatever so with becoming a mom mm-hmm. how was that in terms of running a business Oh wow
1: it was uh, something completely new I was so naive um, I was just thinking I'm gonna do exactly what I did and just gonna have a kid no no nothing more about that <laughs> well it wasn't just like that it' had been really a hard one and a half year now yes it's been uh, difficult I would say we Share more.
0: How has it been? How has it been difficult?
1: So, I was thinking that every baby takes a bottle. So, uh, in my head, I would, I don't know, kind of breastfeed maybe four to six months, and then uh, the father is gonna go home, and she's gonna take the bottle, and they're gonna be home when I'm out doing weddings. But no. It was a stubborn girl that came out. So I think we stopped breastfeeding when she was one year and four months. <laughs> so they went with me on every wedding in Italy, Norway, and Sweden.
0: Both your husband and yeah. the baby.
1: So I was kind of uh, taking photos, wrestling in brush, uh, brush feeding. <laughs> breastfeeding her and just go out again and do my job but it was yeah and my if i don't like to travel my husband doesn't like it more if you say so (laughs) he
0: (laughs) He hates hates it it. more
1: yes (laughs) so yeah um yeah it wasn't his favorite summer
0: so you kind of had in your mind that it would be business as usual and you would just have this little human carrying around a little bit yeah. but it turned out to be a lot yeah. more intense than you anticipated.
1: Yeah. Really intense.
0: Well, I guess I guess every little human is different, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you made it through the the tough times. I guess the first year is the toughest yes. with the adjustments and whatnot. Yeah.
1: So I'm just glad right that I'm here. <laughs> made it. <laughs> To the other side <laughs>
0: kind of. you're here indeed <laughs> all right so what's next for you in the world what's what's what do you have up your sleeve what plans do you have what goals what ideas are you kind of brewing brewing oh, up
1: i'm craving more um fashion photography right now actually
0: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, tell us more
1: so i don't know it's just I really, the thing with weddings and why I love it so much is because I have both the documentary and kind of the fashion with the uh, portraits. And that's my favorite part is the portraits. So I want to do more portraits. And when I do styled fashion photography, it's, it's something else. And I like the contrast. And I would like to do more of that, I think.
0: Minus the networking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think actually when I talked around, it has shifts. So it's it's not so much partying. Um, the younger generation is not so much for booze here in Stockholm. So that's good.
0: So, within Sweden, is there anyone you kind of look to within the fashion world as kind of a, a good role model for those who don't want to booze and network and schmooze? Like, who do you network with, kind of like, or look at as a peer within the fashion oh, world? Right
1: now, I'm just hanging out with my, uh, you know, the one I studied with, the commercial friends. Um, but I really like, like, yesterday, I found a new, photographer uh, in stockholm they really like It's her name is pauline suzer so look her up she's really she's really good and young um just rocket skied her career in fashion
0: exciting mm-hmm. we'll go look, for, I'll look mm-hmm. her up after this so do you like work in a like kind of like a co-sharing space do you have an office do you work from your couch like what's your like work life Oh,
1: like? i have an office i sit uh, maybe 15 minutes from my home together with two other uh, female entrepreneurs they are illustrator like what do you call it yeah yes exactly yep. and i'm the photographer um and that's just life saver for me <laughs> to have them with me uh, on the daily basis to talk with and i don't know discuss problems in the business and so on but i sit there um, in the weekends
0: week. okay so you're in, in the weekends when you're not doing weddings you can be found at yes. your office and then you go home and drink tea with your yes, cat and your baby exactly <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Is Stockholm like home for like I mean um well it's home for you obviously but is that where you have always lived? I'm
1: from uh, a town um, one and a half or uh, two hours from Stockholm south. It's called norrköping
0: Shepping. How did you end up in Stockholm? Was it because of yeah. studying um, commercial exactly. photography? So I
1: studied commercial photography in a small, 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 small town. In Sweden, and they put it there because you're gonna, because then you do all the work in the studio. You don't have it's like I think the town has a thousand people in it, so it's just you and uh, your friends being there, <laughs> so no one has something else to do besides taking photos all the day. But then when we're gonna do the internship all the photographers lived in stockholm so that's why i had to move to stockholm
0: and when you moved you just didn't want to leave so there's no plans to kind of relocate no, again i
1: found my soulmate here mm-hmm. <laughs> and here and he's from stockholm so yes we're gonna be here forever and ever and ever <laughs>
0: hating travel yes. together yes, forever. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like that.
0: I kind of love it that you you're that way. Like it sounds like you're like really like your own person and that's that. Take it or leave it. Uh,
1: yeah. But I don't know um I am my own person but I also have kind of hard times getting to know who I am. I'm going to talk about that as well, but it's uh, a problem. I started to think about maybe half a year ago that I've always been the one that following others kind of not being, I don't know if I have been true to myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's,
0: do you think that maybe a self-reflection came when you had a, a little wee one that you brought into mm-hmm. the world?
1: A lot of questions started when she came for sure. But
0: that... For example? Oh, wow.
1: What's important? Uh, how much, How much time you want to spend on your job versus how much time you want to how with your family like what's left when you're when you don't work anymore <laughs> kind of yeah really was starting to think a lot about the work versus family
0: so those kind of like influence a few changes that you've made it sounds like
1: mm-hmm. a lot of I've, I've done a, a lot of changes this year A lot.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, for someone who's not coming to watch Mm -hmm. you speak at Way Up North next week, what are a few of those changes? And maybe you can, like, drop some ideas in some people's heads for how you can make this adjustment.
1: Yeah, so I've done a lot of changes because it wasn't sustainable that I'm going to work so much that I actually did. Um, Having both a husband that wants time with me and a cat and my daughter and the business. So I, I knew I have to do some changes to make this work. So what I did is I have kind of outsourced everything I can
0: outsourced. Like we're talking editing, yeah. emailing yeah. admin, yeah. like what?
1: everything. <laughs> so yeah See, that's so,
0: awesome
1: i know i have to do this because it's not sustainable to to do it the other way uh we tried it didn't work and i have no idea if it is gonna be possible economic but i just uh as i said earlier if it doesn't work i just work with something else
0: so so one one little question mm-hmm. i'll slide in there like i love that you did that because i mean nobody knows their own business better than themselves and you made that choice to outsource everything which is great i'm just curious why did you choose to outsource everything as opposed to maybe trying to like hire someone and do it kind of internally
1: um, because i was thinking it's better to have someone who's really good at editing doing the editing and and someone who's can i i know for sure can do my email do my email i I would love to have one assistant full-time with me but i haven't find that person yet so if i do that's an option of course but right now i have i don't know it's i think i counted it to eight people working for me in the last month
0: can you repeat that just okay, a little okay so
1: i think last month i had maybe Eight people working for me to get everything under control.
0: Wow. That's yes. a lot of bodies.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: Great. So it sounds like you did that. And now what was the result? What, what are you going to do moving forward?
1: Uh, I'm going to rest. <laughs> no, actually, it's um, this speaking thing has been on my mind a lot the last weeks. This is something I'm not comfortable doing but I love to talk with people, to people but
0: but not 250.
1: <laughs> exactly and being on a stage, I don't know that's going to be a huge goal for me so for me it's just next week and then I don't know I'm just going to retire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So if you're to think big picture with what you want to happen with your photography business, let's put it, let's put it ahead five years from now. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, it sounds to me like you are very self-aware of yourself and your family dynamics and, you know, it's pretty normal i would say that you want to be with your family more yet you still are self-employed and and love what you do so like what do you see happening with your photography career down the road
1: i hope that i can have um maybe 10 weddings a year and then commercial stuff the other time of year uh, and that my wedding is gonna be really high-end weddings
0: um. nice yes. good for you i mean that's like so refreshing to hear because i feel like people in our mm-hmm. little bubble are you know so caught up with destination weddings it's like when's that gonna when are we no, gonna be over I, that I, <laughs> and i love it's so refreshing to yeah, hear you say i would say love this. to
1: have like a team on weddings like i've been on so many weddings alone but now when i i don't know Climb a bit higher (laughs) with the uh, couples i don't know budget there's like a planner and a videographer and that's so much nicer than being alone actually so work-wise i would love to have more high-end weddings with a team working
0: that is amazing Mm. i love that goal what do you? What do you like? How would you describe yourself when you're at a wedding? Like, I mean, I don't know. Take us through your personality oh, on a, a f- wedding day. Full
1: on service person on a wedding. I do everything. Just it's not only photography. It's uh, I don't know, uh, picking up flowers, getting uh, water for the bride. I don't. I I run through weddings.
0: It's I... That's interesting. <laughs> Why do you feel like okay don't mind me if i'm asking you know mm-hmm. these questions but yeah. i guess somebody has to <laughs> but like why do you feel like that is like something oh, you need to need do i don't need to do
1: it at all but i don't have so many so much fluff around uh, my packaging like it's it's literally just you buy my time at the weddings and then you get uh, your photos uh, online but i don't have And I have like a Skype meeting before. So my time to shine is on the wedding. And then, I don't know, I can read people really well, I would say. Someone asked me kind of, I think yesterday, if I had any bride sealers. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe I had, but they didn't, they have haven't been bright sealers to me because they didn't have a chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: You understand why I'm, I'm just doing whatever needs to be done on a wedding to make that wedding as good as it can be.
0: I guess, well, just to play devil's advocate mm-hmm, yeah, for the do. hell of it, <laughs> why not? Wouldn't one say that your job is you're hired to take mm-hmm. photos, so not be the wedding planner mm-hmm. necessarily or, or the keeper no. of the peace <laughs> if you want to say it like that so what what kind of like s- makes it something that you chose to do to be kind of like the peacekeeper helper night all-around nice person uh, when you're doing wedding mm, but photography? It's so
1: if i do this to the couples i know that they rely so much more on me and they come to ask for me and they let loose on the f- photos than when we're gonna take him take them because they know I do everything for them on that day so I I know I get better photos and I know that the guests if I'm mingling with the guests talking to them they're not afraid of me and I know when I'm at the dance floor that night they're gonna be just around me all the time so that's like a strategy to get people close to you to get good photos
0: i like it all right so now i'm going to throw you a total curveball because okay. why not have you ever thought about being a wedding no. planner
1: no i would suck at that
0: <laughs> because what i think of with wedding planners is the, like a big role mm-hmm. that they have is doing exactly yeah, what you but just described
1: they do but they have so much other things to do on the wedding day on the wedding day they are the one talking to to the kitchen or I don't know, all the other things that has to be done that day or fixing all the mistakes that happens or if something went wrong. That's their job. I'm I'm the one being around the couple all the day, not the planner. Usually.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, look, taking a lot mm-hmm. of your time and I don't want to take too much more of your time so we can wind it down there. So uh, what's going on with you in the weeks leading up to Way Up North? you have any more weddings on the go? Or well, I guess we're yeah, getting pretty we close are. to it, aren't we? I
1: have uh, one wedding on Saturday before Way Up North. That's my last wedding. Yes. Of the
0: year? How many weddings did um, you do this year?
1: Nineteen twenty something around that
0: that and that's like that's a happy place now but you want to get that down to 10-ish but super yes, high end.
1: exactly but that's maybe in,
0: i like I that don't know,
1: four five years i, I don't rush it
0: <laughs> well we look forward to seeing you get there sounds like you kind of know what what's going on and what you want with your wedding photography career and I think it's probably going (laughs) to happen
1: for you. All
0: right, cool. Well, we'll end it there. And uh, we'll see you soon. I do. Big show.
1: Have a good day. All right, have a good day.